Good evening, Patriots. I'm Praying Medic, and this is my At Q broadcast for Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. This broadcast uh, is for those of you who are interested in posts by the At Q account on True Social. I cannot say with certainty that this is the same person or group that is posted on 4chan, 8chan, and 8kun for the last three years, but there is some evidence to suggest that it might be the same entity or group. Before we look at new posts, I need to make a few corrections from my last broadcast. In that broadcast, I said that President Trump's statement about the calm before the storm was made on November 5th, 2017. In fact, it was made on October 5th, 2017. On April 11th, 2022, um, the AdQ account told Anon to relax because the storm was not here yet. And then on April 23rd, Q wrote this post with a screenshot of a lightning storm and said, GIF original from approximately five minutes ago, storm clouds emoji seems to be here. So Q is clearly hinting that the storm is either here or will be very shortly. Uh, at MockMeter asked Q if he was in Florida. And in my last video, I said that Q's reply was yes, but the Spanish word quizás means maybe. So Q is actually saying, I might be in Florida, maybe. All right, let's get caught up to more recent posts. On May 24th, Liberty PDX posted this. Some of us posted the same GIF the night before and got none of the love. Personally, taking this Q account seriously is humorous at best. The at Q account responded, care to reference these posts of my GIF you speak of. Took this myself minutes prior to posting. Your accusations are not only implausible, but impossible. Hashtag troll. Miguelifornia asked why I'm doing videos featuring posts by the at Q account on True Social. He wrote this. I remember when Q said there was no communications outside Aikun and all others were fake. I'm confused. Is the Q True Social account actually Q? I need some enlightenment. Why is Praying Medic now doing videos on Q True Social posts like he did before on the board? This seems a little grifty. He's doing them like his old format. I guess the God grift books are losing steam. He seems to roam from fake God books to Q and back. And there's a link to my previous video. All right, so this account said, uh, tagged Q. You previously alluded to something like, I'm not the Q you want or something similar. Why lead people on? If you care about this movement at all, you surely realize this is misleading, misinformation and dividing the movement. Without reply, I can only assume your intentions are bad. Sorry. Q said no outside comms. Nothing's changed on that. Remember microchip drama? And then they tagged me at Praying Medic. You know this, why push this? Why are we going there again? We have real enemies, no time for this. Q responded with a meme. So to answer the question here, why am I doing this? Well, I'm doing this because there is some evidence to suggest this may actually be Q. I don't, like I said, at the beginning of all my broadcasts, I make it very clear. I don't know that this is Q. It might not be. I am doing these updates for the benefit of people who are interested. I suspect that at some point in the future, the at Q account on True Social is going to be verified, either on the board, perhaps, or by President Trump on True Social. And I want to be ahead of the game. I don't want to be scrambling, 
trying to get screen caps of six months worth of posts and be behind the game. So I am being a little bit proactive. You know, if you're not interested in these broadcasts, you don't have to watch them. <laughs> I'm not holding a gun to anybody's head. All right. In a recent interview uh, with Tim Pool, Cash Patel admitted that he had beers with the True Social Q account in South Florida on February 24th. So I'll let you listen to this video. All right, Murph tries, says, Cash, are you still going to be doing Flannel Friday during the summer months? So you know what that's from, right? This is hilarious. No, on either. Truth Social, there's a Q account. Um, whether or not it's the real Q, I'm not going to get into. But <laughs> well, me and said person were uh, running around South Florida, and we took a picture of my sleeve and a beer in front of it, and I, we posted a truth that said, having a, at Cash, having a beer with Q. And it turned into Flannel Fridays because I was having this beer and I was wearing a flannel shirt. And now it's this massive thing on, oh. on, online. Now the memes have gotten out of control. But, yeah, we can do Flannel Fridays for you. Memes are good. Yeah. Now, here are the posts by Q and Cash that night. So we have this. The at Q account posted cashing out with Cash, fightwithcash.com, pounding the fake news media one lawsuit at a time. And we have this dark-skinned guy wearing a cashed-out shirt. And Anons, we all thought, well, that's Cash Patel. But see, in, the, in this interview, Cash said he was wearing a flannel shirt when he was having beers with Q. This is Cash's post, having a beer with at Q right now, right? So there's a beer and there's the flannel shirt that he was talking about. We thought Cash was wearing the T-shirt and Q was wearing the flannel shirt. But Cash said he was wearing the flannel shirt, so I, I, I don't know who was wearing what shirt. I'm kind of confused about this. Anyway, the next day, uh, the at Q account posted this. Q is just a harmless nickname. Just a fake Q having fun trolling the fake news with Cash. But let's keep Flannel Friday. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of trolling going on here. But I also think it's possible this may actually be Q. But like I said, I don't know. I could be wrong. Andrew Northwall and Q are recruiting users to True Social. This was right after the web version became available for anyone who wants to uh, access it inside the U.S. How many of your Android friends and family have told you about the web app on TrueSocial.com? They can sign up and join the party here on TrueSocial. I've got about 90% of mine on here, and it's been great. And Q responded with a little champagne meme here. On May 25th, Jack Dorsey resigned from the board of Twitter, and Elon Musk posted a little mini-thread, Jack off the board of Twitter. I'm a fan of Jack, by the way. I wish he had stayed on the board, but I understand he needs to move on. And then Q posted a screen cap and said, I see what you did there. This account, uh, at Bless Me Father, wrote this. This worries me. The governor of New York State, Hochul, is a Catholic, in quotes. Her latest TV ads are focused on New York being a safe haven and a harbor, a mecca, as it were, for abortion. Here we find Cardinal Dolan of New York with his hand upon her shoulder. Such gestures merely embolden, empower, and infirm those who need correction. Since Hochul is Catholic, Dolan should be following the mandate of the Archbishop of San Francisco and swiftly deny her the reception of Holy Communion as per Ms. Pelosi. And Q responded, corruption runs deep. John Voigt wrote, my soul cries for all lost, and he posted a video with it. Oh, how my heart bleeds for all those lost. My soul cries 
We must do something about these horrors that are taken out on innocent beings, humans who each have lives and years of life that they're supposed to live. They've been taken down by insanity. These insane, inhuman, disturbed, walking souls have grown up in households of abuse. These beings have been bullied and they take out their disturbances, their grief, their horror on innocent souls. <clears throat> it's not about left, right, guns, no guns. This is about brains that are dysfunctioning. This is mental. This is not about healthy human beings serving the country with arms to bear or even the right of this constitution for bearing arms. It is a right to use arms with proper purpose to defend one's safety. We must not allow mental illness to take away our right to bear arms. This is about trusting the Constitution, our rights, our reason. These innocent souls that were taken from each family are, are children of God. I must remind us all that God will take home these angels and comfort them. My fellow Americans, we're living now in a world that has no remorse for wrongdoings because we're being led by the worst in office. So let's take a breath. Let's all ask God to make sure that we will never see this horror again in this lifetime. We must identify every individual for their credentials, for their mental capacity to bear arms. There should be proper qualifications for gun ownership and proper testing. One should only own a gun if they're qualified and schooled. I stand with all. I stand for freedom of each soul's truths. I stand for God's truths. I stand for one to be condemned for evil doings and that they must pay a price. May God watch over all and bring comfort for this loss which may never heal, for each child was so precious a gift. And God will call on Jesus to pray for these families. Loved you. Loved you all. Everest 710 said, You don't have a soul, John. Never did. And Q responded, Moments like this call for a dislike button. All right, Mark, DeAngelis, and Q discussed Fibonacci numbers. So here's a post uh, 100 million one is divisible by 17. And the other side of the meme says, that feels weird, but I'll allow it. Q responded, 100 million one divided by 17 equals 5,882,353. The sum contains all Fibonacci numbers. Right, so five, eight, two, three are all Fibonacci numbers. And if you add them all up, they equal 34, which is also a Fibonacci number. And then Q wrote, 34 divided by two equals 17, hashtag Q. All right, so what are Fibonacci numbers? They are a sequence of whole numbers arranged as 0, 1, 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, 34. Every number in the sequence is the sum of the preceding two numbers, right? So 0 and 1 equals 1, 1 plus 1 equals 2, 1 plus 2 equals 3, 2 plus 3 equals 5, 3 plus 5 equals 8, 5 plus 8 equals 13. It just goes on like that. You add the previous two numbers and you get the next number in the sequence. Fibonacci's uh, numbers are used in a lot of different uh, math applications. All right, now 
Yesterday, the jury in the Michael Sussman case returned a verdict of not guilty. So, Toria Brooks, she's been doing threads on the Sussman case. She posted here, jury rules, Sussman is not guilty. Q responded, corruption is deep and thick as ever. And then Q retruthed that comment. Ultra mega deplorable said this is sickening. Truly dasting Ted Q in his response. It just shows the people we can't rely on our court systems anymore. If we wish to see any progress, military tribunals are the way forward. Ted Thompson said, and what about all this? We've already won and we're watching a movie. I don't like the way this movie is going so far with high gas prices, inflation, war, and guilty people getting off free. And Q responded, nobody's won anything yet. Thank you, Q, for telling it like it is. I am not a fan of the narrative that we are winning everything, that uh, we don't have to worry about anything. There's no real battle. There is a battle. There's a battle every day. There are a lot of corrupt people still in places of power that need to be removed. And until they're removed, it, we're going to continue to have to battle every single day. All right, so uh, Toria Brooke composed a thread that provided background information on some of the jurors. The AtQ account retruthed three of the juror profiles. So meet the jury thread in U.S. versus Mike Sussman. Number uh, 1113, older African-American woman in her 60s or 70s who works at the Library of Congress. She says it's an honor and a privilege to perform her service as a juror. She gets her news from Facebook, Instagram, and TV. She served on a jury four times before, but doesn't remember if the cases were criminal or civil. Then we have this one, number 0757. Disheveled white female in her 30s or 40s, works in sales of wine and spirits. She donated to the DNC in 2016, Hillary Clinton, and AOC. And says she has a strong opinions about the 2016 election and a strong opinion about Trump to the point that she has a little doubt in her mind that she could be unbiased. She has not heard about the case. Then there's this one, 0528. Middle-aged, married, white male with at least one child. His father is a retired real estate attorney. He works in international public policy at Amazon and is concerned about Amazon being pissed that he's a juror in this trial. He contributed to Hillary's campaign. He says he has a strong opinions about the 2016 election. The plaintiff objected to having this juror and the judge denied the request. Uh, and then uh, Toria wrote this. Here's what I will say. There was somebody that represented Sussman's team who came into the media room prior to the jury's announcement of the verdict and sat in the back. This person then made an announcement in the media room after the verdict of when Sussman's statement would be taking place outside. You can take from that what you will. Did this person know that uh, what the verdict was going to be? They may have. I think that's what she's hinting at. Former acting attorney general Matt Whitaker had an interesting observation about the jury that rendered the verdict in Sussman's case. I'll let you listen to this video. Former acting U.S. attorney general Matt Whitaker joins us right now from the D.C. area. Matthew, good morning to you. Good morning, Steve. You know, we saw that text message where he, it appeared that he was lying to the FBI. I'm not, I'm not working for anybody. I just want to bring this because I'm a good American. How much 
Did the fact that it happened in Washington, D.C., where something like 90 percent of the electorate voted for Hillary Clinton and three of the people yeah. on the jury not only voted for her, but apparently contributed to her campaign. It's crazy. It is crazy. And, you know, 4% of Washington, D.C. voted for Donald Trump. And so, obviously, this was going to be a pro-Democrat, pro-Clinton jury. Um, my biggest concern is the, the jury foreman came out and, and really gave up, uh, you know, what the jury was discussing, which is that they thought this case should have never been uh, brought uh, to their attention in the first place. And that's that's a little concerning because this looks more like a jury nullification where even though the evidence was overwhelming, even though they, the government proved their case, right. that the jury just decided that this wasn't a case worth pursuing and therefore they were, you know, and remember 12 of them voted unanimously not guilty. So that means that, you know, even though the evidence says we know it, which is he, you know, said in that text message, but he had also gone up and testified on Capitol Hill under oath that he was represented a client and his billing records showed that so I mean this this case to me uh, factually and, and legally was a slam-dunk case but as I had said earlier leading up to this jury verdict uh, this jury was gonna be very difficult for Durham and his team to get a conviction so Whitaker said that he believes this is a case of jury nullification what is jury nullification a jury's knowing and deliberate rejection of the evidence or refusal to apply the law either because a jury wants to send a message about some social issue that is larger than the case itself, or because the result dictated by law is contrary to the jury's sense of justice, morality, or fairness. So in this uh, jury nullification, a jury can simply decide they're going to set aside the facts, they're going to set aside the law, set aside judges' instructions, and they're just going to render whatever verdict they want, regardless of the facts. Jury nullification is a discretionary act. It is not a legally sanctioned function of the jury. It's considered to be inconsistent with the jury's duty to return a verdict based on solely on the law and the facts in the case. The jury does not have a right to nullification and counsel is not permitted to present the concept of jury nullification to the jury. However, jury verdicts of acquittal are unassailable even where the verdict is inconsistent with the weight of the evidence and instruction of the law. And it does appear in this case that we have jury nullification, where the jury just simply decided they did not believe that Sussman ever should have been charged and they were had a predetermined outcome that they were going to find him not guilty. So Devin Nunes and Donald Trump's attorney, Alina Haba, weighed in on the Sussman verdict and I think their comments are worth taking to heart. Uh, the key of this case, in my opinion, was not necessarily getting a a guilty verdict for Sussman. He is such a small player in this. He was, frankly, the lowest of the barrel as far as I'm concerned. What we got was the evidence, and I think that was the key. Durham was trying to put out evidence that there was a text message. And I do want your viewers to remember, the text message that came out by the general counsel, Baker, only came out after the indictment in 2021. So the judge actually did not allow that to be considered when they decided his verdict today. That was critical. He had a lot of bad decisions by Judge Cooper, who, by the way, has a relationship with Lisa Page in some regard. So that's also concerning. Let's not forget that. Never mind the jury. So the key for us, and in fact for Donald Trump's case against all these individuals, is that we got the connection between Hillary Clinton through Robbie Mook's testimony, and we got the connection between the FBI, Comey, McCabe, all of them, Peter Strzok, and how they hid his identity from agents when they asked to find out who the close hold source was. 
These are all mm. critical and prove the collusion. That's what, frankly, I got out of this, which is more important to me than Sussman behind bars. Durham had to know when he walked into the D.C. courtroom and filed that indictment uh, way back a year ago that it was highly unlikely that he was going to prosecute a, a well-known, prominent Democrat, one of the top Democrat attorneys in the cesspool. So what Durham really did is he ripped off the Band-Aid, so exposed for anybody who is actually following, you know, the real news, like your show, Sean, they can actually see just how bad it's become in Washington, D.C. And so that's why I think you've seen Donald Trump file what Alina's talking about, a civil case, a civil conspiracy case down in Florida. So that's moving. So critical evidence for that case uh, has now been uh, is now out there that, that can be used in that case. I would also be shocked if Durham does not bring additional indictments. And I think what he's trying to drive for is a conspiracy indictment. I mean, it's clear. We learned last week there's FBI uh, and, and investigators who are involved in this that are now being investigated themselves. And then, of course, we already have the indictment that's going to be in Virginia, much better, not perfect, but much better than Washington, D.C., against the supposed source of the Steele dossier. So I think there's still a lot more to come. Personally, I think that Durham did know what he was getting into. Durham's been doing this a long time. He would have suspected he may not have gotten a guilty verdict. However, he got a lot of information in the public record, a lot of pleadings, a lot of testimony, and that can all be used in future cases. Even if Sussman had been convicted, he wouldn't have served any jail time. He may have paid a small fine and had a little bit of probation. This wasn't a very serious charge, but the case did enter a lot of very important evidence into the public record. This afternoon, the AtQ account posted this message. Something I find interesting, the Depp versus Heard televised media frenzy trial ended one day after Sussman's closed door trial. Probably not a coincidence. The Q Alerts account posted a thread on True Social which the AtQ account responded to. So here's their message. It's normal human behavior to panic, doubt, fear, and question. When one sees our country blazing at a high rate of speed directly toward the precipice of destruction in what appears to be a trajectory that is unstoppable and where it appears that all efforts to correct course are futile. So we have that and then we've got uh, screen caps of some older Q posts where Q talks about the precipice. The swamp runs deep. Sometimes you cannot tell people the truth. You must show them. Only when you're at the precipice will people find the will to change, to participate. We the people have been betrayed for a very long time. Will you stand for God and country? And then part two of this thread is, however, counter to human psychology, if we know this is both planned and necessary, and why, not only should we be calm within the storm, we should embrace it, the acceleration toward the precipice, knowing that we shall reach lasting victory sooner. Think Hunt for Red October, Combat Tactics, Mr. Ryan. And then there is this video, which is from an old Q post, and I'll let you watch this video. Three, one, Into that torpedo. Yes. Doing what? It's turned right into the torpedo's path. What? Red October's turned directly into the torpedo's path, sir. Mother of God. Torpedo steady bearing 315, range 5,000 yards. Pelican. 
More speed. Negative. We're already running 110%. Then give me 115%. Estimate range 3,000 yards, closing awfully fast. He's headed right into the torpedo. What's he trying to do? Kill himself? Dobson, we have a firing solution on the Russian Alpha. Can we shoot back? They didn't shoot at us. I can't attack a Soviet submarine without authorization. Torpedo bearing steady at 315. Best range, 900 yards. Torpedo impact, 20 seconds. What books? Pardon me. What books did you write? I wrote a biography of Admiral Halsey called The Fighting Sailor about uh, naval combat tactics. I know this book. Torpedo impact. Your conclusions were all wrong, Brian. Ten seconds. Halsey acted stupidly. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Torpedo impact. the captain closed the distance before it could arm itself. Q alerts is sort of implying here that some of this was intentional and designed to take advantage of bad actors and their confirmation bias. So uh, Real Ben Bradbury posted this. I think after the last year and a half it's become very clear the public did need to be shown. It was and is the only way forward. I didn't think it had to get this bad. Many didn't, but we were wrong because there are still some people that find the current situation acceptable, less and less with each passing day, but they are still out there, so we'll have work to do. Just as nothing can stop what is coming isn't just a catchphrase, neither is where we go one, we go all. We will need everyone. And then George Kennedy responded, the issue is people don't seem to be waking up at the rate that we think they are. As a matter of fact, I'd argue people, especially the store brand mega conservatives are going backwards in 2022. The farther we get from the COVID attack or the stolen election without anything publicly being done about it, the less people seem to care. We really could use some leadership and organization if our objective is to wake more people. And then he tagged the at Q account. Do you have anything to offer? And Q said, people are being conditioned to accept and ultimately ignore these atrocities. And I think that is exactly the truth. I think countries like Australia and New Zealand and the UK are conditioning their citizens to accept lockdowns and the deprivation of rights as the new normal. Is Justin Trudeau conditioning Canadian citizens to accept the idea that they have no right to own handguns? Are elites conditioning us to believe that food shortages are a fate we cannot escape? I'm going to close with this post by Q from June 29th, 2020. Humanity is good, but when we let our guard down, we allow darkness to infiltrate and destroy. Like past battles fought, we now face our greatest battle at present, a battle to save our republic, our way of life, and what we decide, each of us now will decide our future. Will we be a free nation under God? Or will we cede our freedom, rights, and liberty to the enemy? We all have a choice to make. 
evil darkness has never been so exposed to light they can no longer hide in the shadows our system of government has been infiltrated by corrupt and sinister elements democracy was almost lost forever think hillary install two plus supreme court justices 200 plus judges rogue elements expanded inside doj fbi cia nsa white house and state department removal of the second amendment borders etc america for sale china russia iran syria isis al-qaeda expansion expansion surveillance of domestic citizens modify and change voter rules and regulations allow illegals plus ballot harvesting with supreme court backed liberal social opinion sell off military to highest bidder to fight internal long-standing wars their thirst for a one world order destruction of national sovereignty serves to obtain control over america and her allies think the eu by diluting your vote into oblivion and installing a new one world ruling party the start of this concept began with organizations such as the world health organization world trade organization united nations icc nato etc all meant to weaken the united states also the formation of the european union through threat con of close proximity attack attack on one is an attack on all sales pitch to the general public fear and control regarding the eu did each member nation cede sovereignty to brussels each member must implement eu rules and regulations in all areas think immigration currency overall control their thirst to remove your ability to defend yourself serves to prevent an uprising to challenge their control there is a fundamental reason why our enemies dare not attack invade our borders armed citizenry if america falls so does the world if america falls darkness will soon follow only when we stand together only when we are united can we defeat this highly entrenched dark enemy their power and control relies heavily on an uneducated population a population that trusts without individual thought a population that obeys without challenge a population that remains outside of free thought and instead remains isolated living in fear inside the closed loop echo chamber of the controlled mainstream media this is not about politics this is about preserving our way of life and protecting the generations that follow we are living in biblical times children of light versus children of darkness united against the invisible enemy of all humanity q that does it for this broadcast if you are on true social you can follow me there at praying medic please keep me and denise in prayer keep q and the team in prayer keep president trump in prayer keep the united states and the world in prayer we need to stand together this is a time to fight these global tyrants thank you for your prayers love you all take care i'll catch you on the next broadcast